What's up, family? Welcome back to the Stop Sinking Show. The blank page is scary. Probably the scariest thing that there is. Not knowing the road ahead fills you with terror. Every moment on that road requires you to be alert. I've driven across the country from California to Florida on long 12-hour rides in a four-door Honda Civic, getting abused by 18-wheeler trucks and speeding pickups. Traveling down these dark, unknown, undiscovered roads for the first time. It's a full-body ordeal. Every undiscovered turn in the road is approached with caution and wonder. There are a few times in life that you feel more alive than when you are doing something or going somewhere new. All act of creation and discovery of the novel starts with apprehension, is saturated with anxiousness, ventures in uncertainty, and ends in renewal of some sort. You transform in this journey. See, the creative process has always fascinated me. How something is made from nothing. How you get somewhere without knowing where you're going. Every time I sit down and brainstorm a podcast, I can't help but feel all of these emotions. Almost every time I'd rather not do it. And would just rather stay comfortable and warm under the guise of the familiar. In preparation for these, I have to battle and take thinking that I take for granted onto another level. I doubt these podcasts almost every second until they are done. Until they become what they end up as. I have to take what I know and recognize as a familiar concept and uncover layers of it to unearth how it found a way in my psyche in the first place. And look for supporting evidence for what theme or principle it follows to make it somewhat useful for you, the listeners. Sometimes I shed beliefs I never even knew I had, or transform them into useful ones. Almost all the time, it's therapeutic and emotionally exhausting. Not only does it take an emotional toll in the content of it, but the entire process itself is taxing. There is a crisis in creation from the beginning to the end. There is a crisis at the end of every sentence. The blank page is scary, like I said. Everything that starts out formless takes all of your facilities to take form. It engages all of you. When I start thinking of an episode for a podcast or a topic... It starts with the reticular formation in my brain. You know, the part, if you look for red, you see red. It starts with that part of my brain literally looking for a topic to reflect on. Something relevant and something rooted and can be related to some timeless principle. That means every day when I'm showering or have free moments of thought, I'm ruminating on it. Literally looking around for it in my life. Then, after turning down 
tens of ideas. It's probably not in the hundreds. Let's be realistic for every episode. But tens, maybe 20 ideas. Because they all seem superficial or I can't think of much to expound on them. Or they don't pull at my heartstrings enough. Or they don't make me passionate enough. After all of that and shooting down a bunch of ideas, I then settle on an idea that feels somewhat tangible. I come up with what I think would be the overarching title of it is. But it's still in the beginning, very beginning seed stage of uncertainty. I may have a relevant story for the body of it that I'm inspired by. Or I may have a completely unrelated story that through thorough reflection, I can find or extrapolate a lesson from that fits the theme. Then I face a blank page with the proposed title. I add some loose bullet points that can be sections of the topic, and maybe some of them make sense to cover before or after. Maybe there's some order in them. The episode starts to take loose shape with somewhat of an outline that it reveals to me. Then I start to add meat to each of the bullet points. I think of things that I've learned. I poke and prod at what I'm trying to explain. And it starts to take some form. And sometimes, like the crisis at every sentence, I have to take that crisis state back with me. I have to put the brainstorming to rest for a day. And build in some showers and some more workouts and some more rumination time while the reticular part of my brain now goes back to work and look for supporting evidence to support my initial theory and help me add some more meat to the bone to help me round out the topic. Now, as soon as I start on a bullet, I am lost and engulfed during the time I'm able to add some context. While I'm able to add the meat to the bones, I'm engulfed and lost in it. But as soon as I'm done with that expansion on that particular bullet, I'm back in crisis mode. The only time I don't feel in crisis is when I'm actually in the process of expanding on a thought that I had some inclination to explore. As soon as that inclination is done and that sentence is finished, I'm back in crisis mode. As soon as I arrive at the full sentence or paragraph, I'm thrown right back into the feeling of facing a blank page with the road ahead completely undetermined, in the dark and scary. There's no manual. There's no instructions or GPS to follow to find my way to the next sentence. There's no one telling me where to take the next thought or how to bring the point home or if anything is even coherent at all. So with some form of courage to face the blank page ahead and a bit of trust and faith, I venture onwards onto the next sentence. Maybe I have the assistance of a bullet point to give me some direction. And mostly, I'm again out of crisis while that initial courage and some spark starts me off on another tangent or another thought. But again, soon as that sentence, that tangent, that thought is complete, back in crisis, I find myself. Every sentence when being developed engulfs me and is exciting as each sentence is like a work of art that takes shape. But as soon as that sentence or paragraph or thought chunk is finished 
and I am to move on to the next one, there's a reset in emotions. There's struggle again. There's discouragement, fear, tendency to procrastinate and run, intimidation. Until again, if the, even the weakest string of thought presents itself enough to develop, it takes me down that exciting path again. The crisis again averted while I venture down that path. Only for that to finish and reset and dump me back to uncertainty and obscurity. I think much of life is this way. And the mistake we make is not attaching the true joy in the doing. And mistakenly attach it and attach more of it to the arriving. Not connecting to the fact that once we have arrived, we are actually in more crisis than while in pursuit. At least we know what we're pursuing. At least while we're moving and pursuing on the path, even with the smallest string of connection, the crisis is silenced and managed. But as soon as that pursuit is done, as soon as we arrive, it presents itself again, the crisis. And we have, again, a different part of us that needs to come forth and help us decide what direction to head in. Again, battling fear and uncertainty. The joy has to be attached to seeing what develops. The joy is in the wonder with which the craft takes shape. Joy is not hinged upon the arrival of any finished piece of work. The amazement, the excitement is found in the flow itself. Where it may seem like you are watching from outside of yourself something take shape in front of you. The alchemy of turning a blank page into a work of wonder that seemed to have come from nowhere. The joy is found in each letter, forming each sentence along the way. Framed in a way found along the way. The joy is the way, on the way where the next road reveals itself. But as soon as you have reached some semblance of attaining a milestone or checkpoint, there's a break in momentum that feels less joyous than while we were on the way. We are never meant to arrive. The work is the goal. I experienced this with my business. Because nothing comes with a manual. It's not like a job where your optimal contribution is clearly defined for you and you have complete confidence that this is what you should be doing at this time. In my business, I can work what seems productively for any great length of time, no matter how long of a time that's needed to, to perform a clear task. If it is clear like it is at a job, soon as that's done, I'm dumped back into determining what the next thing should be. No manager there to tell me what the next best thing to do is. And that part of trying to figure out and determining, that part doesn't look as productive. That part when I'm having to creatively define a roadmap ahead, determine what the next line of the most productive things to do is, to determine that plan ahead, it doesn't look so productive. And actually, creativity and productivity are contrary. 
what may look like unproductive waste of time might actually be the brewing time necessary for the next creative move. It's a mistake to equate productivity and creativity. They are at odds with each other often. You're usually most creative when you're least productive. And maybe that's just my excuse for wasting time between hunkering down and doing work again. There's definitely some degree of staying on task to coerce creativity and call it forth instead of just filling up that time with mindless distractions. You do need a bit of boredom to harvest the creative juices. If you fill up your time and mind with distractions, you may miss what is knocking on the door to come through. That's why the showers and the times like you're working out where you're not completely engulfed in all the stimuli from the world is when the creative ideas come to you because you're least distracted and what's knocking at the door has the ability to come through. But while you're being creative, your hands might not be moving at a productive pace. You may not be acting by any or most measures of productivity while you're being creative. It may not look productive. And to a person like me who determines his productivity by how much he gets done, this creative pause presents a major crisis. It again is a time filled with fear, doubt, uncertainty, and all the emotions involved in not being able to see in the thick of the fog ahead. And every part of me in that moment craves to get back to productivity. Get back to just executing and having a clear plan so I can have faith in myself again. Have faith that we are moving forward. And creativity is hard to measure the progress of. And it is a time when I can really lose faith in myself. There's nothing scarier than the complete freedom to make any move ahead and not knowing what exact one that should be. There's also nothing more exciting. It's the most alive you will ever feel. If you ask most business people who have made it, they crave the times again when they struggled and things were so uncertain. Being in business is the fastest path to self-development. It's hyper-creation. It will reveal all of your deficiencies and put your survival on the line to overcome them. It's a pressure cooker of progress. You have to face all of your insecurities, perfectionism, and summon all of your might to make progress. Even if that's just a little progress. It's progress, not perfection, that's the goal. It's seeing something imperfect etch itself on the way to something better. It's the path itself that's the goal. It's not possible to be perfect and create consistently. It's not possible to create and overvalue perfection. You have to allow yourself to trust the road ahead blindly and face the blank page anyway, not knowing what's wrong, what's right, and allow yourself to make the creative mistakes and mishaps. If you plan on doing anything of unique worth in your life, 
you will have to become comfortable with this creative crisis. You will not have a path to follow. You will have to create one yourself. And as you are creating it, you will have to trust yourself with every step you put in front of the other. And each step will be fearful, each one uncertain. And you will have to remember that this is the most alive you will ever feel. And to remember to embrace that joy in how alive you are. And may you arrive every day of your life to where you desire. But you will realize that that arrival is not the goal. You will then again be in crisis mode until you dare to venture again from where you have arrived. And you will learn that the only way to manage the crisis is to head on your way to becoming again. All progress depends on how unreasonable you are and how unwilling you are to let crisis go unmanaged. A creative, a person who's creative, which I I would say we all are because we are made in the image of God, the great creator. A creative has to be okay with never arriving, with forever developing, with never being comfortable with what is, We're always looking to make more from what is into what more it could be. They don't get their joy from arriving. They get their joy from being on the road again. All creative crisis is an opportunity to take the world into a new direction. There's a generation depending on you to manage it. What will you create in spite of the crisis? What will be created in your management of the crisis? What will be created of you in crisis? What will you become? I love you, family. See you on the next one.